0: Welcome to our very first episode of Note 1, the podcast by Adasite. I'm Gregor, co-founder of Adasite and your host for the show today. If you found your way uh, here to the podcast, chances are you're professionally working or curious about how data can be used to grow and optimize digital businesses. And to give you an understanding of what the show is about, it helps to briefly touch on what we are up to with our site. When it comes to using data for growth, it's a very common problem to have a, a disconnect between marketing analytics and product analytics. To go through some examples, it's often uh, one team focusing on creating highly, a lot of highly converting leads, which is excellent. And then there's another team focused on how to retain those users. But the question shouldn't be, stopping on how many users are acquired and how they convert but it should continue on what experience do those users have in the onboarding how are they finding value in the offering and how does that translate to retention lifetime value and what kind of channels and campaigns did those users come from which are retaining so highly so seeing the full picture and starting from the ad exposure down to the product metrics and finally the financial bottom line is what we call growth analytics another bridge we want to build is between theory and hands-on practice and it's something i found myself uh, many times as you hear or read about this exciting uh, new concept or framework let's say it's a variation of product-led growth or a new retention model you want it and you really want to try it out but then you find yourself where do you start and which data points do you need to track, and or do you already have those actually uh, in your in your current tracking setup? How do you find out, and which concepts can you take to uh, validate those those things quickly? Um, and if those new frameworks work for you, if that approach works for your context, and kind of validating if that's successful or not. So. That's basically what we're, the one side, what we are helping with, or like what we're focusing on with the other side. And we're also our, kind of our expertise for this podcast comes from, but which is also what the core of, of this show. Therefore, every episode is focused on a dedicated topic, very practical, actionable things. Um, that's, that's the goal of every episode, that you take things from it, which you can directly action on. Um, And uh, yeah, this is going to be done with the one side interviews with experts and field practitioners, um, and then other episodes like this one today is sharing uh, simply from our life um, and our working expertise with other sites and the consulting practice. So with a bit of a longer intro for today, um, just sharing about the concept of the show, um, let's jump into our topic for today which is how can you use data to formulate effective hypotheses and product bets. So that's the topic for today. I'm personally very passionate about the topic because I uh, worked at Optimizely, um, an amplitude optimize A-B testing company and Amplitude uh, from the analytics side before, and they saw how challenging it can be to effectively combine those two sides. And tests on the one side are, are an excellent method to kind of get User feedback and test out how users are actually reacting to a certain change, either in your experience uh, in the product, but also on the ad and the campaign side, is also a great way to test. But where should you start? And it's tempting to jump right into kind of, okay, we want to try out this thing or we want to kind of, our gut feeling is we can change that part. But is that actually the right step? Um, And is that the where are the low-hanging fruits on testing? Because testing, of course, take resources. So that's basically, or that's, that's the focus for today, to think about and to have a, an approach on how analytics data can be used to identify those hypotheses and formulate them systematically. To break it down, the, the process um, it's structured in five steps and we're also going to create a blog post around this and share some templates. So feel free to keep if you're interested in this, keep an eye on the blog. So with that, let's dive in and the five step process um, is first defining uh, what you're actually looking at, which part of the experience do you want to optimize? It really helps uh, to break down that complexity if you define a certain focus. Um, secondly, you establish baseline metrics and set goals. Thirdly, thinking about the problem first, not jumping to the solution. And fourth, uh, looking into the or like how to actually uh, formulate hypotheses and rank them um, by the priorities. And fifth, sometimes uh, forgotten with all the excitement of uh, creating the hypothesis, is defining concrete next steps to follow up. So let's dive in um, step by step. So looking at and defining at the place you want to optimize. It really helps to to not try to to kind of look through the acquisition side, through any specific features, and then trying also to see if there's any low-hanging fruits with retention. Something I found very helpful is to to think in the the pirate metrics in the R uh, framework with acquisition, activation, retention, um, referral, and revenue. So defining one of like an defining an area which you want to to tackle really helps to reduce the complexity and not to be all over the place um, in the different things. So, and if you find yourself um, in a certain area, then it also helps to. To define where the mind space of the users at, and what the what the um, challenges is, what they might have be having. If it's more on the acquisition side, thinking about okay, um, what challenges might they be exposed to in in that area? Um, so that also really helps. So first step, defining what you actually want to optimize um, in your, your your user journey and which which spot. Secondly, establishing baseline metrics and setting goals on improving those. I found this this is a very 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 critical step um, because it helps you really define the a baseline for for your tests. And especially if you're going for example with with a team, if you're uh, doing this as a group session, I'd recommend to analyze first the like again narrowing down, the section of the product you want to tackle, and then gathering the data for that. How is currently um, this particular step? um, How are users uh, currently engaging with that? How are the certain drop-off rates? How is the engagement with a certain functionality? And then gathering this um, as objectively as possible to not create any bias for any other participants and just sharing those uh, with with the team members prior. And this really helps to, to for everybody to have a data perspective on what's currently happening. And then as a next step, uh, think about how can we potentially move the needle on any of these steps. Thirdly, uh, the problem first framework. This is where it's not really a framework, it's just basically thinking about the problem uh, first before jumping into the solution. Um, and thats it's very common to get our creative brain working on thinking about certain changes we can make. But uh, it's really key to have that problem defined first and, uh, and have it clearly defined, ideally backed up with data, which leads back to step two to have that and not skip skip that. So that's, that's the, the problem first. An important differentiation here, and that might be the case when you have business people um, or the business side represented in any group session as well, is to think about the user uh, and the user perspective here, because you're planning to test on the user. um, So you're altering the user experience and testing on the user. So you want to take that angle from, from the user as well, which means differentiating between business problem and user problem. If the sign-up rate on a certain step is is poor, um, then that's the angle of the business, and it's and it's bad that you're losing subscribers there. But taking the perspective of the user, why might they be dropping off there? Are they having technical difficulties? Do they not find the offering compelling enough to move forward in the step? Um, that's another differentiation between the problems, and really making sure you have those user problems defined first. Before moving to the fourth step, and the fourth step is formulating hypotheses um, and finally ranking those. Um, And the the effective hypotheses have three elements, which is um, you can form, you can see it as a if-then because statement. And we have the if is the variable. So what is the element you want to test on? What are the different variations you want to um, expose your users to um, and then what do you believe will change through that what kind of metric might be impacted for for this so and the rationale is coming then again to step two what are the observations and why do you think this change um, is going to have that impact So an example, trivial example here to uh, just get the point across. If the call to action is changed in the wording, then more users are gonna engage with that and um, click on on this call to action. Um, because the current call to action is not clear um, and it's confusing what might happen after clicking um, and any kind of mental work needed is a friction point um, and therefore can, can lead to drop offs. That would be then the rationale. Again, leading with the observation can also be that you start formulating your hypotheses with a prior step, which is that you have observed X and you believe this might be caused by a certain factor. So going first in the objective review, objective observation, then the interpretation, and then formulating your hypotheses with these three elements. So these are the things on the hypothesis formulation itself. And if you're thinking about ranking them, either if you're doing brainstorming and uh, going through this exercise yourself or as a team exercise, you want to rank those ideas. And the ranking, which I found very effective, is to to think about the, beside of obviously noting down the observation, the hypotheses, the metric, which you're hoping to impact with, is to also define the effort. And the effort can be differentiated by engineering and design, or maybe also marketing work. Then the impact, which you're expecting to have. Is it a high impact? Is it, might it completely change the game and give you an uplift of X percent? Or is it a minor change, also great, or minor impact? And then the level of confidence you have. Do you think this is a long shot? That's maybe 10% chance that this might actually work? Or is it really like straightforward and you and the team who uh, in the session is is very confident that this is going to move the needle positively, and having those three elements of effort, impact, and level of confidence can, um, or those combined, give you the ranking. So ideally, you're going to have things um, top of the list which are low in effort in setting up the change, high in impact, and high level of confidence, because those are Basically, if, you, if those are the scores, you have low hanging fruits, things you should definitely be focusing on while vice versa on the flip side you have on the bottom, you have uh, things with low confidence, low impact and high effort. So these are the things you, maybe something for the backlog or maybe not to, to tackle at all. Yeah, so this is step four. And then commonly forgotten with um, maybe the meeting already running over or you're running out of time with a deadline is step five is to actually define next steps so again like revisiting like on the one side defining what do you want to tackle and when and who do you need and who needs to be involved and are all necessary people involved already or do you need to loop any other people in Um, and then also revisiting again step two which was setting a goal on an uplift you want to tackle so This might mean that you want to with all these tests maybe it's a selection of a a few tests you want to run is are you confident that you can reach this goal it can be a certain uplift in a certain metric which you have defined by x percent are you confident that these tests have the potential to get you there or not and then maybe you have to do a, a second iteration on this this workshop before you move forward on having hypotheses which are sufficient to get you where you want to get in the goal setting. Yep, so these are the five steps. Just to recap the steps, it's uh, starting out with defining where you want to focus on. What do you want to optimize? Which part and which area? It's tempting to go for, we just want to have the low-hanging fruits for everything, but it really helps to narrow it down. And secondly, establishing baseline metrics um, and just objectively defining and finding out what's happening. And on that basis setting goals where you want to get to and by when. Um, Problem first framework, not jumping into the solution space but firstly defining the problem and then formulating the hypotheses with the three elements which is if then because and then ranking those based on the efforts, impact and confidence levels and finally defining the next steps. So, this is the yeah, curse. If you're trying this out, let me know and how it goes for you. And if you're not moving forward with the five steps, if there's something actionable to take away, then I'd encourage you to look into pause and think about the problem first approach. And next time you find yourself in either brainstorming ideas for yourself or you have a group exercise, and just pause and think is the problem sufficiently defined? And is there ideally even data to back that up or should you take a step back and uh, yeah, redefine and further define the problem. Maybe even gather data for it um, before uh, brainstorming um, ideas. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you find value from it. Curious to hear any feedback on the format. If you like it, if there's any topic suggestions you have and would love to hear about in this context, um, just drop me notes on LinkedIn or you can find me through ada.site.com as well. So yeah, with that, I wish you an excellent day and uh, hope to reconnect soon. Bye-bye.